I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, Site Visibility have another piece of shameless self-promotion because they've just released their 2020 PPC automation guide. It's completely free to download. and will help you get started with each of the new automation settings within Google Ads. Now, this includes smart bidding, responsive ad testing, Dynamic research adds more. The best way to accelerate your PPC growth in 2020 is to start planning today. So download your guide for free at bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash PPC hyphen automation hyphen guide. I'll say that again. Bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash PPC hyphen automation hyphen guide. And for those that don't know, hyphen is another word for a dash. It might be a Britishism, I don't know. Now, today I'm joined by Kevin Gibbons, speaker, writer, UK search personality 2018, and founder and CEO of ReSignal. Kevin, thanks for joining us. How are you? Yeah, thanks, Andy. Very good, thanks. Good. Now, you're up in London, aren't you? I am, yeah. Which is thousands of thousands of miles away. No, it's not really. I'm in Brighton, <laughs> so London's only about, what, 60, 50 or 60 miles as a crow flies, isn't it? Yeah, it's about an hour on train, I think. But yeah, yeah very and I won't bother asking you what the weather is because it's probably the same as down here, Brian. Cold but sunny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, I had a very cold run just before this. So, Did you? Um, but, but yeah, it's a nice day. I've recently got into running myself, actually. I've, I've not run for a while and I've got back into, into it. I forgot how nice it was, actually. Anyway, less of running. Otherwise, this is becoming a health and fitness podcast and a, <laughs> and a weather podcast. Now, let's stick to internet marketing. So, uh, usual start-off question. Tell us um, a little bit about yourself and ReSignal and perhaps how you got started. Yeah, sure. So, I've been... Um, doing SEO myself since 2003, starting at a web design agency as a student and learning about SEO from that stage all the way through to founding an agency in 2006 called SE Optimize, which is based in Oxford, and in 2012, moving to London and focusing more around a content marketing-based approach for our clients in, and the agency has become ReSignal, um, which we, we rebranded last year. So, um, mm. so yeah, that, our, the journey has essentially started 16 years ago now in terms of SEO, but evolved a lot along the way, as you can imagine, in such a fast-paced industry. Mm. 
And I assume you've always been in London? Only for the last seven years. Ah. So before that, I was in Oxford. Oh, you did mention that, yes. I like your branding, actually, because I like the way you've got... Your, when you do re-signal, when you write re-signal, it's RE and then a colon and then signal. What was the inspiration behind that? <laughs> Honestly, we had a brand consultant that helped us, and I think he was... Um, I, I've admitted by this stage I'm terrible at coming up with brand ideas, but I I quite liked the... The way, it, I mean, we're a creative agency and a lot of things that we do, and it just stood out and appeared different. And um, also, a lot of what we do is about how we communicate with our clients and the uh, the RE and um, colon is also from a, the email in terms of a reply. So yes, it's, yes. Um, it's trying to get across the fact that actually what we're doing is we're, we're communicating with people and we're making things happen, essentially. Brilliant. So... Uh, I'll save the juicy bit till a bit later because I want to talk about your sort of SEO strategy driven strategy. If I can say the word properly, strategy driven approach. But before yeah. that, I just wanted to do, talk a little bit more generally about, I suppose, um, focusing. If you're an agency, this this whole thing about focusing on certain areas or specialisms, if you like. Let's talk about that yeah. for a bit. I feel like I've gone this uh, about this potentially in the wrong way. I wouldn't say. I would say actually when I started, I was very focused on SEO. I then got into paid search because I was running my own websites. And I think this was, to me, this is always a good experience at first to probably try and understand a bit of everything. So I've actually found by running my own business, by running affiliate sites, the one thing that I have as a a skill now is being quite commercially driven because I understand that you need to make money in order to stay alive essentially in a business sense. Um, and that applies to our clients. So the more that I can understand about the different drivers of, of growth from a revenue and a profit perspective, the more I can apply that to the clients that we work with. And I think specializing has come in a roundabout way. I think at first, certainly being based in Oxford, um, we worked with, a mix of kind of locally Oxfordshire-based clients and some London-based kind of national or even global clients. And I think what I found is when we worked with the local ones, we, we were straight away adding on different services. So they would ask us, can we do paid search? Can we do social media, et cetera? And mm. I think back then we were actually very good at it. I think we were we are not even sure looking back, if I would say that was the wrong thing to do, I think it potentially was the right thing to do. I think the challenge has been the game has changed a lot in that time. And SEO in itself as a discipline is probably not a job role anymore, as as in there's too many um, skill sets or subsets of Mm. SEO itself. And what I found is in growing an agency, we've we found that we've grown quicker by doing less, but doing it better. So we've we still have awareness around the other services that we used to do in the past, um, but we have partners that we can refer people to because we know that they're they're going to someone that specialises more in that. And from our perspective, we can get more of the work that we're we're truly passionate about. And my passion has always been SEO. I think the the team that we have, we've traditionally always been stronger at SEO, and I've never wanted to be kind of risking the agency reputation by being good at everything but great at nothing so in the end um 
trying to really kind of focus down on having a, a strategy driven approach approach to our our SEO and our content marketing has benefited our clients and it's allowed us to differentiate ourselves a little bit as well in terms of the, the clients that we're working with. Yeah. Interesting, actually, because you mentioned that in the early days you were sort of, you'd get your first clients, which is always exciting because I remember with my business, it was always very exciting when you get your first few clients, but then they start asking you to do things that you're not really comfortable with. Do you think that's quite a common thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think from a client perspective, as much as specialist agencies have done very well, they would always rather work with less people who can do more, but you have to deliver that quality. And I'm not saying that there's there's no agencies can do that. I'm sure they can, but certainly for an agency that is a a small to medium size, I think it can be a struggle to try and do too much. And um, sometimes you can let yourself down by not being top of your game in some areas, but adding on additional revenue streams that, again there's you need to weigh it up i guess from a business sense but for me the approach has always been striving for excellence and doing that within a a focused area as possible Mm. trying to do that for everything is you're you're essentially kind of almost spreading yourself too thin and firefighting i think certainly in my experience yeah and then you mentioned uh that you you started to outsource some of these um areas that you didn't want to specialize in so much that must be quite hard i mean what what advice would you give to people or or companies that are in their early stages and they're thinking of doing that what should be going through their heads i think for me it's just understanding what it is that you're really passionate about and actually thinking further ahead so i spent a lot of time kind of again like reading studying more from a business sense and a lot of it is planning about where you really want to be and i've always been passionate about working with kind of larger brands or at least ambitious brands that really want to grow and my my view is rather than trying to to do everything for them i think just picking that one thing that you can do that's potentially better than anyone else in the world um if you if you have a narrow enough focus behind what you're doing i think that's achievable Mm. um and yeah for us um rather than outsourcing it's more we have partnerships so if we get a request for paid search we know who's good we can recommend um, a number of different agencies for example and normally they're kind of specialized in that as well so when they get asked for seo it kind of comes back our way so it's one of those that they get the stuff that they're they're more suited for and we turn away potential revenue but actually we we get back some that we're more suited for ourselves so actually i think it's a a win-win relationship I was, going to, I was going to use the win-win phrase, but I was trying to <laughs> trying to refrain. Yeah. It's obviously worked well for you, though, hasn't it? This this specialisation approach. I mean, you've won a lot of awards, haven't you? Search awards. Um, search awards in particular, we've done very well for, and we've gone through. And again, this is part of the the whole specialisation and focusing um, approach of we a couple of years ago. I, actually longer than that probably five or six years ago i think we were very strong from an agency reputation external perspective but we were perhaps weaker than we should have been internally and what we did is we scrapped our marketing budget we stopped speaking at conferences blogging doing all of the stuff that honestly i i think that stuff is great i'm not against it at all um but it shouldn't come at the the sacrifice of doing great work for your clients that's that's what you're there to do that's what you're paid for 
and it's got to be core to what we're doing. And awards were a very nice extension to that because my view has always been if you do good work for a client, you'll retain them and you'll continue working with them. There's a good chance that you'll grow with them because what you're doing is working and they want to spend their money where it's it's working best from an investment perspective. Mm. And doing good work leads into referrals, case studies, and then once you have that, award entries and if selected, um, award wins, which becomes a very nice marketing piece because people then understand or get awareness for you for doing high quality work, which I think is, in my experience, again, I think it's been the best way to, to grow the agency is off the back of of having happy clients that you're, you're doing great work for. Yeah. So let's move on to your strategy because I've got a phrase in my head, but I might have it back to front. You can correct me if I've got it back to front. Sure. And it's like you're taking sort of SEO strategy driven approach to content marketing or have I got that back to front? Um, no, we have a strategy-driven approach to content marketing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for me, it's always it's strategy first. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes people can get very excited by this is a creative idea that's going to get you lots of press attention, et cetera. And we're very clear we're, we're not a PR agency. We're here to grow organic growth. And for us, in order to um, to achieve that, we need to understand where the opportunity is first and foremost. So it's it's sometimes holding ourselves back from the stuff that might sound more exciting that you just want to rush ahead with and bringing it back to actually, why is it you're doing this in the first place? And are you facing the right direction before you start running, essentially? How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
So when a, when a client comes to you, what's your general sort of approach? What's what what are the steps you go through? Um, the big thing is understanding their goals. What is it that they're trying to achieve, mm. and how can we help them to achieve those goals? Um, sometimes I have to challenge our clients on what that really means because to me there's a difference between a goal and a KPI. So what I mean by that is a, a KPI might be um, let's publish more content, let's improve our rankings, let's generate a certain number of links, etc. Mm. They're all useful KPIs to show that you're going in the right direction, but it's not the business goal. The business goal is normally how do you drive um, revenue, targeted leads. And from my perspective, the more that we can nail that from a, a business perspective, the more likely we are to succeed. Because ultimately, if let's say we're working with a client for say six or 12 months and at the end of that agreement, we've, we've done what we said we would do. We've generated them X amount of links or, yeah. um, increased traffic by X percent, et cetera. Um, if it's not delivering business value, certainly at a time like this where actually the economic climate is pretty tight for a lot of companies in terms of spending money. Um, yeah. if you can't prove that what you're doing is making money, as a, a return on investment, then you're you're likely to be at risk of being cut. So I think um, the big thing in terms of the initial starting point is actually how do we understand what it is they're trying to achieve, what does the marketplace look like, and then shaping out not just I, I, I never like to jump in with the tactical, here's how you could improve XYZ. It's it's more about shaping where it is that growth is going to come from. Is it a new market that they're entering is their market share available based on where they are right now versus competitors if they close the gap um it, it's trying to visualize in 12 months time what does success look like and if you can have a clear vision of that you can then work backwards to to try and make that happen if you don't i feel like you're potentially just doing a lot of tactics crossing your fingers and hoping it works which yeah. In some cases, it might, but it's not very strategic. Do you think it's a common mistake that a lot of agencies make? They, they, they. I'm trying to think of a good word. The word that's coming to my head is shallow. They take a shallow approach in that they just look at KPIs and sort of, sort of numbers, spreadsheets, rather than business objectives. Do you think this is a fairly common mistake that's made? Yeah, and I think the whole industry, in some ways, has dug itself into a hole of everything we talk about publicly seems to be the more tactical stuff mm. um and even to the point of uh, again not just saying kind of agencies even accountancies consultancies have fallen into this um spiral of day rates etc and and to me it it doesn't matter if someone's charging a hundred pound or two thousand pound a day it matters about the result that you achieve at the end of it so um i think really it's how do you how do you focus around what that opportunity is and then if your targets are aligned and what you're spending is making you a, a very positive return in the, the revenue and the profit that you you drive off the back of that then it it's worth the investment but it's it's not just jumping into okay here's the tactical stuff and i think it needs a certain level of seniority and experience mm. in order to think that way um i'm not saying that you can't think of that without experience but certainly i when i think of myself i having had kind of 10 years plus of running a business 
I'm in much better shape to have those types of conversations with clients now than I would have been certainly when I was getting started or even even potentially kind of five or six years ago. I feel like it's it's something that does develop over time. Yeah, it's interesting you said that actually because you you mentioned the entrepreneurial. Obviously, you know someone like yourself, you're an entrepreneur. You're you're used to building businesses. You're familiar with the sort of the pitfalls and the the, the shooting the, the white water rapids of, of business. So you're going to have a a very business oriented results sort of type approach. But is it difficult to convey that down to, especially if you're perhaps a larger agency? Do you think it's difficult to convey that down to your employees and your sort of hierarchy of people that operate your mechanism in your business yeah it is um and i've i've tried recently to be just a lot more kind of transparent with numbers um because the more that they can understand about our performance as a business the more they can understand about firstly how they can help us but secondly having more of a commercial mindset when it comes to our clients so even in the way of thinking that stuff that may sound obvious but it's not if you don't look at it but there's clearly a a massive difference between between driving revenue and driving profit so Mm. we've had clients in the past where we might have increased um there's one in particular i can think of that that is um a retailer like luxury furniture retailer and if we were to drive a massive increase in sales for pillows for example that's clearly not going to generate the same level of of profit as it would if we were to sell sofas um yeah so it's trying to have a look behind not just how do we get traffic how do we get bookings and and orders but how do you drive revenue and then profitable growth underneath that and um yeah I i think being transparent with the team and trying to get them focused on the numbers that matter really help also i'm quite heavily involved in the initial strategies for a lot of our clients for that for that reason even if it's just trying to set the framework and sign off on this is our approach and kind of supporting and challenging our team I, I feel like that's where my potentially more business focused mindset can mm. can be different to we, we've certainly got people in our team that I'm quite confident they're better than me at the, the day-to-day in terms of whether that's technical SEO creative content marketing digital PR the key thing that I think brings it all together is just having that business mindset. So if you know that your your strategy is focused around the business goals of our clients, um, that's where the real success starts to happen. Because otherwise, everyone in their own, say, individual silos can potentially do a good job against KPIs. Mm. But it's really how do you bring it back to the bigger picture? And yeah. um, and and that's that's what's key for me. Yeah, it's a bit like orchestration, isn't it? Like a, like a conductor at the... Um conducting an orchestra yeah 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 exactly that's it you need everyone to play their part and to be as strong as possible at what they're doing but it needs to have more of a purpose collectively well thanks so much for coming on today and your knowledge if there was one top tip or a, a key takeaway for our audience today kevin what do you think it would be from this i think it depends on on the audience as well but i think if you're from a a client side perhaps it's looking at how do you find people that can support you from a um, from a business sense? Who's going to help you to achieve your goals? Um, and again, that could be whether you it's an internal team or an agency. And I think even just thinking about my own journey of building an agency, um, for me the big thing is is specialise. Try and think about. I, I always like the phrase "go a, an inch wide and a mile deep." How do you try and 
get that deep expertise in one area and if you can do that better than anyone else I think that there'll always be a place for even in harder times I think there'll always be a place for people that are seeking out your expertise because if you're the expert in that space then then you will will do very well so don't be afraid of niching um which I think is is often a fear if you're turning away clients that feels um counterintuitive but actually but actually if you're if you're becoming more focused and specialized then you can ultimately attract more targeted people and um I, i would i would argue that you could you could fast track your growth by doing less but doing it better well, Kevin, thanks so much for coming on. How can our listeners find out more about you and more about ReSignal? Um, so our website's resignal.com, so you can find out more about the agency from there. Um, for myself, I'm quite active on on social media. Um, Twitter is at Kev Gibbo, or just find me on LinkedIn just by searching for my name. And, um, yeah, happy to connect. And if anyone's got any questions following this podcast, I'm more than open to helping out so so yeah i would say the the best way would be to connect with me on on one of those social channels thank you very much kevin and thank you for listening everyone the show notes are in the usual place sitevisibility.co.uk slash im podcast if you're enjoying the show please leave us a review so that we know how we're doing um questions and suggestions um the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk you can tweet at site visibility we have a site visibility group on linkedin so that's all from me andy and it's all from kevin perfect thank you andy thanks for coming on kevin and we'll see you next time on internet marketing the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 